Welcome to Still Becoming, a podcast about how it's never too late to become more free, more yourself, or try something new. I'm Monica DeCristina, a wife, mother, and practicing psychotherapist. Through my own journey, starting with my struggles with anxiety years ago, that led to my professional work as a therapist now, I am fascinated with the process of how we become who we are. We will hear from people telling their stories of becoming and overcoming, as well as from experts helping us learn about our own process in the world. We are not designed to stay the same. Our stories are still being written. We are all still becoming. In this episode, I get to interview lifestyle blogger Leslie Graham. When I see something beautiful online, I often wonder, who is the person behind it? Who has the courage and the inspiration to put themselves out into the world? And what can we learn from them? Well, Leslie lets us behind the curtain. She lets us in on what gives her courage and what is her why. Turns out, Leslie is being brave and choosing to be so over and over again, just like all of us. Wait until the end when we talk about grit and how that was built into her by being put into new situations. There's a lesson for all of us there. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So I'm Leslie Graham. I always feel the need to say my name, which is, I don't know why I do that. It's a great name. It's catchy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I'm married to uh, Sam Graham. We've been married. It rhymes, which he loves how every single person points that out. Um, I don't bet that except for not. Yeah, um, we've been married for it'll be 15 years in March, which is feels like a lifetime. I it mean, does, yeah, truly. Yeah, we grew up together. I think we're still growing up together. Mm-hmm. But um, we have two girls, Matilda, who will be 11 this fall, and Phoebe will be seven this fall. And uh, we live right outside of Atlanta in my hometown. Wow. And some days I'm like, am I ever going to leave? Mm-hmm. But we do love it, and we have a really awesome community and. Uh, feel really grateful and so online I've been sharing our life honestly since 2004 I realized wow livejournal.com I, I believe you were one of the first blogs I read <laughs> that is so nice that you would even read it Seriously. I did I mean and I thought wow this is so cool I think that I've always loved self-expression and it's been sort of embarrassing huh. to do it publicly yeah. <laughs> all these years because I look back and I'm like Oh, wow. I shared this. Wow. Okay. Um, But truly started, quote, blogging Mm -hmm. in 2008 when I was pregnant with Matilda. And that has really evolved from pregnancy journal Mm -hmm. to sort of a lifestyle website, which is what I'm doing now at Mm lesliewgram.com. If you want to check that out. And then I run a wellness website, um, wellness community called Golden Drop Society, which I've been doing since 2014, where we just equip families to use natural products and essential oils and things like that. And that is all, all consuming. Yeah. Um, And so I feel like that's been the last decade or so of just trying to um, balance. And I don't believe in the word balance, but tune my life in different ways. Um, Sometimes motherhood is up on the tuning board and sometimes work is up, but just trying to keep that um, nice flow because I do find so much satisfaction in, you know, working and working with adults and being around other creatives. And I also love being a mother. So, yeah. It's a constant work in progress. It is, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't believe in the word balance either. 
Just things no. take different priorities at different moments. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love what you're doing and stalked you immediately as soon as you started you're posting so on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so into this. Oh, love it. so sweet. I, I need you to be my Instagram coach. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're doing an amazing job. I just, I'm so used to being behind closed doors. And we'll talk about your social media presence, but how you, you know, just how you stand as such a person of encouragement, you know, in social media, I think is pretty Thank amazing. You for saying that. Yeah. Well, let's start with, with home, okay? Because we're heading into fall and into yes. nesting season, which is my favorite time favorite. of the year. I actually just bought some pretend pumpkins at Home Goods, and Mark was like, Funkins, I think. What do we call those? I don't know. <laughs> I'm into it. But he, he, he mentioned that it's still 99 degrees outside, and I'm just preparing. But what is it about creating a beautiful home and helping others to do that that is part of your heart? You know, why, why is that so important to you? And then, and then you really, I think, inspire and it really equip people to do that too. Oh my gosh. You just made my day. But um, <laughs> I feel like atmosphere affects so much of who we are. And so for me, I've always loved beauty and finding it around me and I think that um while I do enjoy luxury do not get me wrong I love the finer (laughs) things I've loved from when we were broke and first married finding ways to bring beauty into our home in an affordable way I still would say like 99% of my shopping is done at Target like I love finding just ways to elevate affordable things and Mm -hmm. also to create an atmosphere that really feels like a safe place and you know raising girls I've been hyper aware of the challenges that have already come and that will come for them and I want them to be able to come home and really feel like they have this like really nurturing warm cozy um, safe place and so I want that for my own family but I'd Mm -hmm. also love to inspire other people to do the same and to help give them tools because my mom is an incredible decorator and you know my grandparents have always been into design and so I feel like I was really exposed to a lot of that my whole life but not everybody is and Mm so I think for a lot of people they think you know I just need to go to Ikea and get this showroom or whatever and I think there's so many more ways to do things on a budget and also in a way that feels really personal to you and Mm so I love being like okay this is what I love but like put your own spin on it you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. so tell me about sort of that and and I'm totally projecting this so this word is wrong tell me but sort of a like a teaching heart a little bit like teaching other people to do what what you love to do right or teaching them hey this is a way to kind of make your space feel safe and like a refuge too Yes, I love that. I think that I'm a natural sharer just yeah. by nature. And so I think sometimes people are like, okay, thanks so much for telling me five times that this <laughs> restaurant has the best guacamole or whatever. Like, it's just, I'm like, I love this. So I feel like it's really sad if you don't experience this yeah. for yourself. And yeah. like, the same with home design. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm obsessed with this white. I've looked at every single white. I've right. done the swatches. Yeah. I've been on Pinterest. Like, trust me when I tell you this white. It's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's more, it's not like, uh, I think I'm going to wake up today and help people. I wouldn't say I've got a little bit of helper in me, but sure. it's more of like, okay, but no, but this is the best. And right. I need it. Right. I need you know? to, yeah. Out of the overflow of your excitement, <laughs> yes. you've got to share. I would yeah. say it's more excitement, less helper. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And the excitement's contagious. 
good. Okay, well, let's let's dive into social media, right? Because yeah, that's yeah, something. What a beast. It, it, it is. You know, I have intentionally, you know, been off Facebook for over 10 years. And then, and I've been on Instagram off and on for a couple years at a time, but I haven't been on in over two years. So wow. I, I don't understand the world. But as I've gotten back into it, I've seen how much good your your account being one of the ones I look forward to. There, there really is. If you if you look for it, there's so much good. Um, so tell me about your heart and being sort of a a person or a voice of encouragement in that world. So I think that one of the things that I've really strived to do is to speak into areas that I have struggled in for other people because. I think that so oftentimes as women, especially with this weird online world, we can feel really like isolated and alone, especially when I was a young mom, like I was by myself with kids all the time. And it was like, you know, I'd go just so desperate for adult interaction and leave feeling worse than I did before. Yeah. And I was like, eh, like, is this really what I want to have other people experience when I share something? No. Hmm. So how can I really work to speak life over people in the same season and now I feel like I'm can breathe a little bit again and so I'm not so much there and so I really would love to encourage like young moms specifically um, because I feel like you can kind of get your feet back under you again when your kids get a little bit older and you have more time for like reading a personal development book Mm -hmm. self-help is what (laughs) whatever you want to call it right right but when you're really in the young years like I did not have the bandwidth to like read something that was going to lift me up but I did have the bandwidth to scroll and so I really want to be a voice of positivity and encouragement for anyone that looks Mm -hmm. at my site or page Mm -hmm. but specifically at my heart is really for those young moms, you know? Yeah. Because that was just such a hard time for me. Yeah. But I think, too, we have such an opportunity to, like, bless other people, which I think is what you're doing with the work that you're sharing and, like, giving people tools. And so that's really where my heart is um, as far as being an encourager online because there's just so many people that – I feel like it's just a missed opportunity, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great way to put it. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah. And I think that I think that's part of your accessibility is just that you have that that warmth and heart for other people. You know, it's that that you know. I really do, you know. Yeah, I hear it. I you can you can feel the authenticity in that. It's that you remember what that's like and and I and I've never thought about social media in that way, especially for young moms that all you have the bandwidth. And I remember too. All I had the bandwidth was for maybe twenty minutes of a show I'd fall asleep watching. Maybe. Right? <laughs> maybe ten. Yes. yes. I mean and that was it. And yeah. you just you your your brain is so fatigued. And your body oh, is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about how social media can be difficult, right? And can yeah. be comparison is the thief of joy, right? I think we all know this to be Girl. true, and we all experience yes. that, right? Um, how do you stay brave when it is difficult? Like what 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 is what are some of the ways you do that? And I think it really is difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. Let's just <laughs> let's just name that. Let's just let's mm-hmm. just call that out. Um, I think some days I'm really strong and yeah. awesome at managing my expectations of it all and just really putting it in a box yeah and I think other days my identity is completely soaked up in it and I feel like trash at the end of the day and yeah um it really feels like something that's has too much power in my life 
And so I'm having to constantly like shrink it down to what it mm -hmm. is because it can feel really loud. I have to use social media for work. And exactly. For so yeah. Long. That is, it's part of your professional <sighs> job. Right. Yeah. And so I would some days love to throw my phone into that fountain right. down there <laughs> uh -huh. and never do it again. Yeah. And like just the fact that you're off for, for two years, I'm like, what was I like? Yeah. <laughs> because since the smartphone was invented, I've been, or since Instagram, I was one of the first, you know, people yeah. to sign up for it or whatever, mm -hmm. which I, you probably were too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's funny to look at the evolution of like the Nashville filter <laughs> now. <laughs> that was really cool back in the day. It was so cool. <laughs> But I just had all these photos printed for my Instagram, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you can't even see the picture. Like, right. it's just straight-up filter. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. what even is this? Yeah. Um, but what I've had to realize for my my own self is, so we were really struggling to make ends meet uh, when we first got married, like I was saying. And I went back to work full-time after my oldest was born, and then I went full-time. Those were both outside the home. And then when Phoebe was born, I was going to go home and stay and be at home mm -hmm. for the first time. And so I had already had a few jobs online. I became a virtual assistant. And so I had some work that I was doing online, but I quickly realized like I could scale it and do more and uh, create more. And so I think in order to be brave, your why for why you're doing it has to be real strong. Wow. Has to. That's good. That's real good. Because if I did not have that why, I would not be able to handle going to this like, fancy party with this guy who was like <laughs> very cool guy yeah. in Atlanta who's like I used to follow you but it was just too much too oh. many pictures of your kids no I was like oh okay oh. in front of a bunch of people oh Leslie, like I things just, like that <laughs> knocks the wind out oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to survive that yeah. because I am so sensitive like if sure. I had not had a why to put food, yes. not to put food. Sam has always worked so hard, but to help put right. food yes. <laughs> on the table um, because, I mean, that kind of stuff will eat you for lunch. And it so will. my why was to stay home with my girls. Um, we talked pretty early on, like, if this doesn't work out, you're going to have to go back to work yeah. um, full time. And so the thought of doing that at the time uh, was just really not what I wanted. And so I had this, like, super strong why to do it yes and so I've had to have my why evolve because yeah. you know I was able to make that happen and then it's yeah. like okay we need a bigger why because right. mm -hmm. this is still hard yeah <laughs> and this is still scary yeah and you know it's it's hard when you have you know your real life friends and then you have your online friends yeah. and sometimes your real life friends don't get the online thing and sometimes yeah. your online friends are they really your friends there's just mm -hmm. a lot of like variables uh-huh yeah and just the emotional drain of that of like yeah. who are my people you yeah. know because I was online so much I was like yeah. I don't even know who my people really are and right. I've figured those people out yeah. you know over That's the good. years but it's it's just a beast and I think we have to for me in order to survive this yeah. I've had to stop making it about me mm -hmm. I think in the beginning it was very much like look at what I'm doing you know mm -hmm. like hi <laughs> Like, I just made a dress for my kids. Right, right. I'm amazing. I just sewed right. this dress. Here it is. Yes. And that has had to evolve from, like, because that is where you get, like, so self-conscious and, like, mm -hmm. so, like, they didn't accept me. Like, right. nobody liked this photo. They didn't like, care I made the dress. They did not care yeah. that I made the dress. This is devastating. <laughs> Who even am I if they don't right. like my dress? Yeah. And so I had to really start thinking about, like, 
how do I make this more of a conversation and less about me? And I think this is where, you know, we do a lot of mentoring and coaching in um, one of the jobs that I do. And I've realized from talking to so many women that they are in the headspace of here I am. Yeah. And not from like an ego perspective. Sure. Just like, do you see me? Does anyone see me? Yeah. And that like wrecks me and like breaks my heart because I'm like, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. You don't need these people to validate you. Like, yeah. Do you, but then I have to like give myself the same pep same talk. talk. <laughs> so, yes. But once I started thinking about like, okay, what do the people that are even looking at this, like, what are their lives like? How can I like have a conversation? Mm-hmm. How can I make this more about them and less about me? And then it's not so personal. Like if I'm just sharing like cookbooks yeah. that I like, yeah. I didn't write the cookbooks. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And absolutely. it's also a conversation of like, yeah. what cookbooks do you like? And yeah. so, and I find that when I enjoy social media is when it's a conversation. Okay. Yeah. And that makes sense. Because then it's actually serving its purpose. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be social media. That's And true. it's not just here I am. Do you like me? Which yes. I feel like was like a struggle for me for mm-hmm. so long. Well, and and you're not alone. I mean, like, that's why it's such a topic of conversation because so many people feel like that all the time. It's brutal. But it sounds like this idea of sort of serving people it co- is is a relief in some ways because it then is a relief. Yeah. Then you're focused on how can I serve you with this, mm-hmm. not I'm waiting for you to heart my identity and to like Literally. me. Literally, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't remember where I first heard that concept of serving your audience, but it was something that I absolutely needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And it totally shifts your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. It's like nothing to do with you. Right. And right. people's response to you has nothing to do with you. Which and is that's the hardest yeah. thing to learn. It is so hard to learn mm-hmm. um, because it all it all is pretty personal, right? Mm-hmm. But it's taking that, the externalizing of your worth and taking it back to internalizing it. Mm-hmm. And then having it just with your people too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a struggle. I you know I I enjoyed my years away. I'm sure. However, I you know I'm I'm joining the modern world. Yes. <laughs> but there, and you did again, it so good. gracefully. Wow, I don't know, but there is you there did. is there is so much good, and and I love your perspective on it. And I think that things have shifted so much. You see the you know body positivity you yeah. know movement I mean Absolutely. truly like yes. I'm like I've never seen so many real looking girls in bathing suits yeah. on the internet like right but and I'm not saying that I necessarily want to do that right sure <laughs> sure that might not be our calling but you know you look at brands like American yeah. Eagle with their airy brand like I think I'm pronouncing that right they saw what was happening and ran with it and Target you know they're not retouching their photos anymore and I feel oh, like oh I didn't know that amazing mm-hmm. I mean they're still babes, but you can see yes. a little bit of cellulite, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But I feel like there have been so many positive things, mm-hmm. like you're saying, mm-hmm. that have shifted our culture completely. Yeah. And so as as much as you have the negative. The negative. And I think I think it's really brave to be part of the shift, you know? Yeah. To put yourself in there and say, okay, well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna try to be part of the shift, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, well let's talk about um, this idea of you know, you referenced it a little bit with your why, having such a powerful why. But when I think about you, I think, you know, I read your blog like so many years ago. I still only cook 
spaghetti squash the way that you taught me on your blog. It's oh, <laughs> true. It makes me so happy. And I always make your gluten-free pumpkin bread every year because I can't eat gluten, and it's amazing. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I think that you were, you know, you were hustling. Like, hustle now is like, well, okay, I've been off social media. Maybe it's been a cool world, word for a long time. But I'm, I just see it everywhere. Everyone's like, hustle, you know, just really just this sort of grit and, like, going for it. And, and that being so much more focused on women and entrepreneurs too totally. um, but I feel like you were doing that already you know so tell us about sort of that idea of hustle and where do you find that where do you dig deep and kind of find that grit is it that why yeah so I really think I'm a natural born hustler yeah. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I love it we I need mean, a t-shirt yes <laughs> need a t-shirt but literally from the time that I was the girls' ages, like, Lemonade Stand was my yes. favorite. Like, <laughs> favorite game. To let me make money yeah. as soon as I can. Yeah. I think for me, it was always a sense of control for me to have money. Yeah. And not in a bad way, but sure. it was like, okay, if I do the Lemonade Stand, yeah, then I get to go to Blockbuster and rent whatever oh. movie. And so yes. I found out really early on that, like, money is not the end-all be-all. No. Ever. But it gave me a sense of independence, and mm-hmm. I've always, like craved that and so I figured if I could do the lemonade stand I could go get a job and so as soon as I turned 15 I mean literally as soon as I was like legal working age I was like got my first job cookie company um I rocked those cookies you know I took Matilda to go see it and she was like this is amazing coolest mom first job yeah for a kid (laughs) you made cookies (laughs) I mean I'd come home smelling like those things and um they were delicious man good stuff and so I always really felt a lot of like satisfaction like I said before Mm -hmm. and just like Mm -hmm. I love to work and so I think that online as far as like that goes at first it was just kind of like I've always been into technology. Like, my sister growing up always wanted cool clothes, and I think she's still like that. Mm -hmm. I always wanted technology. I'm like, how can I figure out how to manipulate this thing and make it do what I want it to do? And so in the beginning, it was really just more of like, how does this all work? Like, I want to figure this out. This is so cool. Um, And then I'm a total opportunist. And so I was like, well, it seems like you could make money with this. So (laughs) let's just try. Yeah. And I did terribly. I don't think I made money off of my blog for like five or six years. Yeah. Wow. And just showed up every day and did it. Okay. So that's the the hustle. You just kept showing up every day and doing it. (laughs) And so I look back and, you know, I think we're always trying to like, I mentor women in business. And so we're always trying to like, how do we figure out how to teach this? Like, how do we explain grit? Like you're saying, and I'm like, I can only explain it is like, it's almost like blind ignorance. (laughs) It's like get knocked down, get back up, get back down. I mean, you know, over and over and over again. And then eventually you see progress and the progress is what keeps people going. Okay. But before so. the progress comes, all the times where you get knocked down and you keep getting oh, back so up. so many tears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I only got, you know, right. 10 likes on this photo yeah. of something that I spent like three Absolutely. hours on or whatever. Yes. <laughs> but it's really cool to look back and see growth, you know, yeah. like to look at that Nashville filter and then yeah, look right. at how far, you know, yeah. things have come um, as far as like even just how well an iPhone can take a photo. But yeah. it's been such a good challenge for me Mm -hmm. to try to like 
figure out what works for me and yeah. to see, like I said, that progress, you know, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see growth, to go from, you know, having one person that has ever looked at your stuff to right. other people coming along. You know, that was super exciting for me to feel like, oh, there's other girls like me out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, final question. Yes. And this question I'm asking everyone is, and what is one um, person or event that has helped you become Leslie today? So maybe that, I mean, it could be funny, it could be serious, and it's usually hard to pick one, so it doesn't have yeah. to be one, but, but what was some something or someone that helped shape you? So my first reaction to this was middle school. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I was like, yeah. I mean, middle, middle school gave me grit. Like, wow. talk about a trial by fire, yeah. thickening of skin, brutal. I went into sixth grade knowing literally one person. It oh, was, and yeah. with red hair and braces and everything that could be tragic in that time. Yeah. <laughs> and one person in middle school, I mean, knowing mm-hmm. one person only, yeah. It was. It's a rough world. It was rough. Yeah. And so it took me a long time to really find good friends and mm-hmm. to figure myself out. But um, I think that truly my mom has constantly put me in situations that made me uncomfortable. Oh, like that's that is fascinating. That is really against sort of a lot of the way some parenting is going right, right now. Tell us more about that. So she made me go to Cotillion in yeah. eighth grade. Freaking nightmare. Like, <laughs> what is even like holding yeah. sweaty hands? Yes. And like wearing these dresses. And like, I was not ever in that sort of um, conservative preppy girl right. world. And yeah. I feel like Cotillion is sort of that. And mm-hmm. I was like wearing Nirvana t-shirts and ripped up jeans and then I had to wear these like lacy dresses and hold hands with boys that I didn't know so that was terrible um thanks mom awful yeah and um (laughs) but I'm like will I make my girls do that maybe Mm. I don't know um but then I um you know she had me do this is all in middle school so I feel Mm. like this is all so related yeah she had me go to this um I told her I wanted to be a marine biologist. Do you remember when that was like everybody That's wanted what to? I want to do. I always right. wore dolphin t-shirts. Yes. Oh, <laughs> save the I turtles. Was, oh, I was definitely going to be a so marine biologist. It. I think so we all were. It, right. <laughs> and so she found Mo Marine uh, Biology Camp, which was amazing yeah. in the Florida Keys. Wow. Two weeks by myself, seventh grade. Wow. So intense. That's a long time. Yeah. And far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And knew no one. Okay, so it was like this these constant situations of like you don't know anyone you got to figure this out you're gonna have to swim you know mm-hmm. and so she also had me go to France when I was 16 as an exchange student for like a month and so no one spoke English to me the entire time like and so did you speak French no <laughs> because why would I speak French right, I don't know I, I mean I, I don't know but that would have been helpful wow. yes yeah, that would have been one thing to pack in your back <laughs> the language but <laughs> that would have been yeah. super helpful yeah. um and so she was constantly putting me in these situations that forced me to be brave and so I think that that was really foundational for me absolutely to be able to get to a point where I could come here yeah. and talk to you yeah. with the microphone which is right. intimidating or sure you know, speak in front of groups of people or yeah. do Facebook live videos, which is how I do most yeah. of my communicating these days, which is the first time I did, I was literally like my whole hand was shaking. Yeah. I and, know that feeling. And so you just, you're scared out of your mind. Yes. But you do it anyway. You do it anyway. Over and over and over again. Yeah. And I don't think it ever gets easier. 
I don't think so either. I think you build muscle memory, though. Muscle it's, memory. I think that you've built that, sounds like, since middle school and with your mom putting you in those situations yeah. that you know you made it through. I survived. So you will survive again. Totally. Yeah, I love that. And now I'm like, can I go to France for a month? Yeah, <laughs> Can you send me now, Mom? Now? I know, but at the time. Oh, at the time. Nightmare. Yeah, total nightmare. I would have been a mess. I would have been, you know, that that was the days when you had to have those calling cards, you know. I would have been blowing one of those up. No internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. No SMS, what do you call it, or the iMessage. Yeah. (laughs) Not SMS, iMessage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, thank you so much. Really. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. It's so fun to talk to you. Oh, and, same. And, and I can't wait to see what you're going to do with all of this. It's so cool. So thank you so much. Yeah. In her fun and accessible way, Leslie lets us in on her why. We talk about her why a lot in regards to social media, but really, knowing your why is such an important aspect. To putting yourself out there in any arena. Any time we're putting ourselves out into the world, we require courage. And an important part of that courage is knowing your why for doing it. We also talked about serving people. And when you're using your work or your gifts or your talent to serve people, it takes the focus off your own identity and you worry a lot less about what people think about you. Finally, my favorite part is when we discuss that before progress comes the grit. Before we see any success, there was the choice to get up over and over and over again. If you want to find out more about Leslie and all the work that she's doing and all the beautiful things she's putting out into the world, go to the show notes for this episode. For more information on this interview, including a transcript, please go to stillbecoming.net. Please subscribe to and review Still Becoming wherever you listen to podcasts if you like what you heard here today. Thank you for listening.